Welcome to the Outdoor Country Talk Podcast, hosted by Jacob Poole and Jeremy Shaw, where we bring country living and the great outdoors together. All right, welcome back to another episode of Outdoor Country Talk with Jeremy and Jacob. Jake, we have got some liquid sunshine here in southwest Mississippi. Well, when it first hit my windshield the other day, I wasn't really sure. You know, we'd been through that drought there for a while. I thought it was love bugs again, but it wound up it was rain. <laughs> Kind of went into shock? It did. Well, I can tell you this. My grass has been in shock horribly. Uh, I've had some hay fields that have actually gone backwards. Maybe this will help them perk back up. But, you know, this time of year, grass is normally just about done growing anyway. So I'm not expecting much to come out of them. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, – I know we've talked about it before, about planting food plots and all that. I know a lot of people has been kind of – kind of delayed with that as far as waiting on rain and i'm in the same boat i'm hoping to hoping to get some disking done this week and with some rain coming in i know we got some more coming in this evening and it's it's shaping up to be shaping up to be in the hunting season for sure well i spent all day saturday and all day sunday dragging that 14 foot disc around i covered the fields at mama's and the fields at my place and my my ryegrass from my cattle is in the ground getting rained on now. So it was one of those they were able to bring the seed out Friday, and I had not had opportunity to get it disc with everything else going on. So I told them just to throw it out on the ground. I cut it up yep. about three times and drug it all. So it's it's all tucked in and bedded down now. And with this this rain we had yesterday and what we've got in a day, it ought to be it ought to be fine as long as it'll keep raining couple days a week here yeah i think we will i think we're getting about time of year start getting some fronts push in a little cool snap here and there and we had a little bit of one come over this past weekend i know trip i went on it 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 got pretty cool up that way but i guess just you and i today we're gonna cover some things we've been doing here in the last little while and and uh talk about some trips we we've been on some coming up and and all that yeah, we thought today we'd just kind of catch everybody up on what all's what all's been going on with us. Uh, I know you just got for back from a really cool trip. I've been waiting here. I hadn't even called to ask you too many questions about it just because I wanted to hear it live from you here. Yeah, man. I took my oldest son with me up to Kentucky, actually. Hopkinsville, Kentucky is where we went. We left on Friday and went up there for some for the youth gun weekend and we got back yesterday on Monday and man we had a great trip had a great trip so you know back during the summer I was talking with my wife's uncle Freddie Smith he's he uh he owns wildlife reflection taxidermy down in in uh French settlement Louisiana and he's been hunting up in Kentucky for I think he said 21 years and you know, he always kills some really good deer. He's an avid hunter. Him and his wife, both Elizabeth, and they're they're big into deer hunting, man. They're they are white tail um, freaks, I guess you could say. Is the only thing I can I can really say about them. They they love white tail deer hunting and re- really good at it, I have to say. And you know, he always tells me about some of the some of the tactics and and hunting property they have and how they hunt. And and I I could just sit there and listen to them all day, but you know, with uh, with my son, we've been talking the past couple of years about, you know, trying to get him up there, you know, let that be his first first deer experience up there, hopefully. And, man, we felt like that 
this year was going to be going to be the year to do that so we we talked about it over the summer trying to get everything lined up we got the dates lined down of what what youth gun weekend was up there because in kentucky unlike mississippi you know mississippi i think we have like three weeks of of youth gun season but in kentucky they have just one weekend a saturday and sunday so we got the dates as soon as they they released the the hunting season dates for kentucky so we got the dates put down on our schedule and we got dawson actually hunted last year with me here in mississippi but it was one of those things that you probably experienced, Jacob. You go hunting by yourself, you'll see ten deer. Then you get the you get the little one in the stand with you. You sit there and look at squirrels all day. And well, that's a whole different experience altogether. Anyway, <laughs> it I'm is. I'm a little is, more quiet, I think, in the stand by myself than I am with the children in the stand. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, and we started last year, you know, sitting in the stand, you know, I think a couple of times it was a 30 minute trip and that was fine with me. You know, didn't want to, didn't want to sit there and make him do anything he didn't want to do. But we, uh, we talked about it as, as through the summer about, you know, what it was going to be like. And of course, with any seven year old kid, you get the, the hundred question game, but you know, it was, it was, it was a lot of prep work went into it. We started shooting. You know, he's, I bought him a 20 gauge last year and, you know, you and I both are pretty avid duck hunters and he came duck hunting with me last year. So he's, he's been shooting for a little while. He's been around some firearms enough, you know, Lord with us shooting and stuff. And so he, he knew, he knew what that was about, but this summer we got the rifle out. He, last year he started shooting, you know, whenever, whenever we were hunting, but he, uh, we had a seven millimeter 08. He shot it a couple of times, felt comfortable with it. And so starting kind of into summer month or two ago we got it out started doing some target practice and i felt really good about his shooting he um he was he was able you know knew we wouldn't have a long shot the, the way we had everything planned out when we went to kentucky but i'd set him up you know started at 25 we could we could we could group him really good there and we'd back up to i don't know 75 80 yards and we got to where we was grouping good there and so I felt like we've we've done enough practice and and um, which I know you know I don't I don't really remember looking through the scope at my first deer so I can't really remember exactly what that was like but I knew I kept telling him I like son looking at that paper and looking at that deer is going to be two different things and he didn't understand what that meant but you know there's a there's a lot more goes into it when you put a when you put a deer in those crosshairs but we try to prepare as best as we could for it so we left on Friday and we may have, we may have skipped school on Friday, but we left out Friday, drove up to Kentucky, and we had us about a, I don't know about a nine hour drive up there, and we met up with Freddie and Elizabeth at the camp, and and kind of let him see see what the camp life was all about up there, and we went on a little tour that evening, showed him around some property that we could see from the from the truck, and showed him a block of woods that we were going to start our hunting adventure off in and and uh we rode around some of the ag fields up there man kentucky's a beautiful place that's the first time i'd have really really been up there and you know looked at the landscape and the terrain reminds me a lot of mississippi delta it's a lot of ag country up there and we actually got to look into a tobacco barn that was one of the first that i've ever really seen that i that i can remember but as we were driving up we, I'd seen some of these barns. They were just 
big barn sitting right on the edge of a field. And then finally I went by one that the door was open. I could see something hanging in there. And I said, that has got to be tobacco. Never really been around tobacco before, but we were able to take him. And, and on one of the farms that they have up there was was a, a tobacco barn, had tobacco hanging in it. And so we got to go up there and experience that, look in it, how smell just. How did it smell? That was going to be my question. Oh, oh, man, it smelled just like a pack of chewing tobacco. Well, you know, you smelled get, just like it. You know, to me, one of my favorite smells in the world, and everybody may or may not get this, but walking into a co-op, you know, you've got that leather yeah. smell, kind of a feed smell. Yep. And and I can just imagine that tobacco barn being just just lovely. Uh, oh, uh, man, it was. I don't know if it's going to smell was. like red and, man and golden that, blend And that not, thing is but, like, I guess it's like three stories because they got, they got rows in them, and they got boards that they hang the tobacco on. And, and I didn't know this, but the tobacco farming – is a hands-on practice. You plant it. I think they machine plant it, but the harvest of it and the putting up is all done by hand. They chop it by hand. They hang it by hand. It's no, you know, cutters or combines. or That's what Freddie was telling me, the the way they farm it up there. So that was a pretty cool experience we got to have on the first day. And and then we get back to the camp, and you're preparing for that, that first morning hunt and, you know, laying out camouflage, making sure... You know, hang it up outside, keeping the scent off of it as best you can. And did anybody sleep? Well, you know, with a with a little traveler, they tend to sleep on the road. So Dawson got him plenty of sleep on the way up there, and we uh, I think we went to bed. I don't know, maybe ten, eleven o'clock. You know, staying up, asking more hundreds of questions. And well, you know, I'm so, still. You've been around me enough. A lot of people that listen to us have been around me enough. They know opening morning. Of just about any season, I'm probably not going to sleep the night before. <laughs> I'll be up at 3 o'clock going through my gun or going through my turkey vest or checking my shell bag again for the 18th time. Yeah. Uh, and I've told people over the years, and I've heard it said before, that the day that I quit doing it will probably be the day that I stop altogether. You oh, know, I, know. That's, that's I know. I know. I, I got to experience passion. a little bit from the aspect of, you know, me not hunting. Uh, get, getting ready for, for a hunt with me not hunting whenever I took him for a youth weekend of last year in the waterfowl hunting. And, you know, it's a little bit different aspect of, you know, you're not really getting yourself ready. You're you're getting somebody else ready and, and hoping to have them a successful hunt. So it's kind of the way it was stressful. With, with that, too. That's what a lot of people don't. To me, it's more stressful. You know, me trying yeah. to take one of the kids, you know, I, I'm wanting them to have every – chance at success that we possibly can you know more so than when i go by myself because i'm more mobile you know mm-hmm. if you're turkey hunting with a child or duck hunting with a child you know they can't go quite the places that you can go deer hunting they won't crawl up a you know a, you can't get them in a climbing stand with you 40 foot there right you know you, you've got a whole different setup and a whole different set of rules you have to follow with a child with you that Man, it just to me it puts more pressure on me to to try to make sure that I give them every chance I can for them to be successful. Yeah, and a lot of the, a lot of the things done, you know, on the on the hunt side of it, Freddie had already done. He had already put the ground blind out. He already got that ready. He knew exactly what we needed, and you know, pretty much what we had to do was make sure we brought gun, ammunition, camouflage, and you know, everything else was gonna gonna play out. So. We got that first morning going. We woke up about four o'clock. Had to had to roll 
roll the little one out of bed and we get on our way and we park at a at a uh, at a cut cornfield and we took the golf cart down toward the woodline because the way they hunt there early season and and both season is they have all these ag fields you know one of them was a cut cornfield um that they had just drilled wheat in and then they had still standing beans up and they have blocks of pretty much everything up there was hardwoods but they have these blocks of hardwoods you know splitting up the, splitting up those ag fields and that's where we were going to be hunting that morning so we got in there we walked you know, 100 yards or so, a couple hundred yards from where we parked the golf cart, got in there, and we had a ground blind set up. And we get in there, and, and you know, I didn't really know what to expect from a, from what we are going to see. You know, I, I've seen trail cam pictures of, you know, some really good deer up there. And, and it's, I've seen the deer that they've, that they've harvested off their farms up there. And, man, it's just – it's unreal to – at the amount of deer that they have, and they're really good deer, but when you're surrounded by that much agriculture, I mean, it's almost impossible for a deer not to grow like that, and you know, under a good management system like they have. But so we got in there that first morning, and and I'm getting a video camera ready because I was going to video everything, and and uh, pretty much going to put together a video the whole weekend. But we pretty quickly we got a little bit of action, some you know little bitty little bitty bucks that. And, and the young hunter thought that that was the trophies that we were after, but we had to explain to him, hey, buddy, look, you know, that's a that's a one-year-old buck we're looking at there. And uh, kind of explained some <laughs> Probably of the – Probably a pretty good some, deer some here, of, but not so good up there. Right. I mean, you know, we, we wanted him to have something that, you know, we may not would have the chance of getting back at home and – you know, wanted wanted to make the Kentucky trip something that you know would definitely be remembered by. But we already planned. We want to kill one doe, one buck, and so we sit there and we watched a couple little small bucks feed through, and and then we had some coons come through, and we had to ask, can we shoot coons? No, we're not coon hunting, son. We're we're trying to get deer. Well, that coon is wanting to wanting to eat the corn. Well, we're, that'll be okay. And then we get some squirrels. Well, can we shoot squirrels? No, we ain't gonna shoot no squirrels this time. So, you know, that was, that was all, all fun of it, sitting there just watching different things and seeing his reaction to it. And we had, reaction. Doe, we had some more does come through. And, uh, so we just sit there. The first morning hunt was, you know, it, it was, it was good kind of getting the feels of how everything was going to be, you know, from a, from a, uh, just a, sitting there watching wildlife and so we sat there i don't know to maybe maybe about eight o'clock and we started getting the getting the questions are we ready to go you know how much long we're gonna be and we had a was wanting to change it up a little bit from kind of how we how we sit there and that morning hunt went because we were gonna have a wind change about midday and then it seemed like it was gonna be consistent through the weekend so we got out of there that morning hunt and um and and kind of made a little bit of game plan change for the evening we went back to the camp, got us something to eat, and then went and picked up the ground blind and moved it around closer to one of the bow stands. We we knew the wind that we were gonna have was gonna be more more suitable for that location, and it was it was still hunting the same block of woods that we were in, but we we moved it around, got everything brushed in really good, and and so we went went back to camp, hung out for a little while, took a, let, let let our young hunter take him a little nap, get refreshed up. And so we strike back out, you know, that evening, about 3, 3.30, something like that, got back out there. And we sat down, and 
And for long, we look, and our uh, evidently our young hunter did not get his nap fully out, so he tries to take him a little nap in the ground blind, which was fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. They're, if they're sleeping, they're generally quiet. Exactly. That's what we said. Like, well, if he wants to, he actually sat down in the in the ground blind on the ground, and and uh, and before you know it, we kind of heard some heard a little snoring action down there. Look, he's sound asleep. Like, all right, well, that's fine. We'll be able to. We'll better get him back up in case something happens. And before you know it, I guess it may have been a little bit before 5 o'clock, Freddie was looking out to the right, and he said, there's a couple of deer coming. I couldn't see them looking in that direction. But I was kind of looking and trying to find them. And, and when I looked ahead, there looked like a, a convoy, I guess you could say, of deer coming through the woods. And I was sitting there. I didn't have binoculars with me. Freddie had a set with him. I said, Freddie, there's deer coming from down there, and he couldn't see them yet. And then I saw some horns go by a tree. I said, there's, there's one buck in there pretty good. I can't tell a whole lot about him. And it wasn't but just a little while. He could see him with his binoculars. And one of them was a deer he had on camera. He recognized him. And he said, that's definitely one we can take. He said, Let, let's try to get him that one. And so we, we woke our hunter up and got him all, you know, back back into focus on, on deer hunting and told him where they were coming from. And, and we had the gun. We had him on a tripod with a front and rear rest on it so so he could he could handle a gun pretty well so i was trying to get the camera over to him and man it seemed like within just a couple minutes we had i'm gonna say 15 to 20 deer really at about 15 yards oh wow and um and man that's one of them that old heart gets to pump it i mean because you know you're trying to you're trying to with a seven-year-old trying to keep him still trying to keep him quiet because that's a bunch of eyes and a bunch of noses and a bunch of ears sitting right there in front of you so we were trying the buck that we really wanted was coming straight at us and the way our blind way we angled the blind for the for the for the corn we'd put out because that's a, that's a feeding state i mean that's, that's t- everything we were doing totally legal as far as you know hunting over corn like that he did he didn't angle in the direction we really wanted he wanted to veer to the right and that was not going to be good for the shot because the way we had angled the blind, we could not rotate the uh, the tripod over to the right enough to, to get on him. So we pretty much had to sit there and watch him and in hopes that he would come back around. So we had tried to move the gun to follow him and hope he would stop. And then with doing that, I mean, that's a lot of movement with that many deer 15 yards so we'd get spotted by one and they'd sit there and give us that look you know maybe a stomp or two well and not only that but there's three of y'all in a blind so it's not a lot of room to maneuver no no it was i mean it was a good size blind but still i was trying to film everything and then freddie was trying to coordinate with dawson on getting getting the gun and everything so i mean we're sitting there looking at deer seeing which ones are looking at us and then trying to move everything else in accordance with that. And in the meantime, an eight point had walked over to the corn pile. And, and so we said, let's get that one. And he was a good, good basket rack eight. And I mean, definitely would have been a great deer for a, for a first buck. So we get, we, we sit there, look and see what the deer are doing. We start easing the, easing the gun back around to our left in our original shooting position. I sit there, I get the video camera on him. He's standing there broadside, perfect shot. I don't know, 15, 20 yards. So I get the video camera going. I hear the, I hear the safety slide up on the gun. I'm thinking this is it. 
And I hear Freddie say, get him in the crosshair, squeeze the trigger. And about that time, I'm thinking, shot's going to go off. This deer, for whatever reason, trots up about 10 yards. And he stands behind a tree, couldn't get a shot on him. And then there's a young buck that was standing out there. He blows like three times. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, this is it. And don't know what he blew at. They all was looking in the opposite direction. I don't know if a coyote run through the woods. I don't know what it was. We couldn't see anything. And we had a great one. You don't we think it great... was the first deer that y'all lost sight of, do you? Yeah, the he, was, he was still there. He was still hanging out to the right of us. And um, okay. for whatever reason, went to the right. We don't know why that happened. But um, the wind was in our favor. You know, didn't feel like any deer smelled us. But that deer blew two or three times. And that kind of, you know, set all the other deer uneasy when that happened. And they just kind of started walking off. And, you know, you and I, you know, any an adult probably could have got a shot off. But, you know, it's nothing we wanted a chance with him. So we sat there till dark and had a few more deer slip back in. But, you know, couldn't, didn't get it done. And, and, um, and, that, and that was pretty much our evening hunt, concluded our Saturday hunting. So we had we had the same game plan coming into Sunday, go back to that blind, and and in hopes of of uh, of making it making it happen then because they had a good we'd looked at trail camera pictures when we got they had a good eleven point that was coming coming pretty regular into that into that plot and uh, or into that into that area and I never seen him I never seen him he didn't he didn't come with the other bucks so we got back in there Sunday and uh, Sunday morning right off the bat good break of daylight we, we had deer start coming in and when i tell you the amount of does that was in that area i asked freddie while, while they were coming in i mean it was just like one after another after another i was like freddie do y'all shoot does here he's like i really don't shoot that many does i'm like you have a freaking doe problem may need to start <laughs> managing oh, the doe goodness, population man. a little bit and when I tell you does, I mean long nose, long ear, probably four or five year old does coming in, like they weigh two hundred fifty pounds. And uh, so we we had we we were going to harvest the doe, and once they all came in, we were sitting there scanning the woods, making sure nothing else was behind them. It appears that the whole group of does are by themselves, except one little little small six point was with them. And we sit there for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes, let them feed around in the woods and never saw a buck. Freddie said, let's go ahead and get us a, let's go ahead and let him get us doe since we got this many right in front of us. And we had, had one good mature doe. She was standing out there in front of us and Dawson said he could get on her pretty easy. And that he did. I had, I spun the video camera around, started recording and she walked, she was standing in front of a big tree. And um, that's kind of how we referred to the doe he wanted. To, we was wanting him to shoot. She's right in front of the big tree. Yeah, I got her. Right. I heard the safety click off. I'm sitting there, got her in the video camera, and a doe walked behind her and the tree. And I heard Freddie like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, stop! Don't, don't shoot right now." And so let, he said, "Let that other deer pass." She passed, and boom. Well, Freddie immediately asked me, "Did he get her?" And I said, "I don't think so." And Dawson said, did I get her? I was like, buddy, I don't think so. And the reason I said that, because remember, she was standing right in front of that tree. And I was trying to watch it in the big camera. 
but I couldn't see a good reaction of the doe in the video camera. And when I was looking in the video camera, I could see that mark on that tree from where that bullet hit it, and it looked low to me. And as soon as I said, I think it's low, Dawson lit up. She's down. She's down. And, I mean, the sheer excitement come over him right then. And, you know, the high-fiving started, the great jobs and everything. And I think he about tore the blind up trying to get out of it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, 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 let's get out. Let me, you know, handle the gun right and, and all that. So, so y'all are, the- hold on, y'all are watching it on film and you're thinking he didn't hit it and he's watching her move around in real life and saw her go down. Is that how that? Well, so, so I didn't play it back right then. I was sitting there watching the camera when the shot happened and I couldn't sit once, once the, the shot was made, I, I couldn't see the deer the way she ran. I couldn't see that direction. Dawson and Freddie could. So they immediately, Freddie immediately asked me, did he get her? Because he knew I was looking at her in the, in the video camera. And, uh, and that's when I said, and after the shot happened and I seen what the deer was, was, was standing and I saw the mark on the tree, it just immediately looked low to me. The, the, the height of the mark on the tree from where the bullet hit it, because it blew bark off of it. And that's just immediately to me, that just seemed low for where that deer was standing. And, uh, so I didn't play it back. And, um, Immediately, Dawson said she's down. Freddie looked, said she's down. I mean, we could see the deer. She may have ran 80 yards, just in a direction I couldn't see. And um, so we knew we knew that he he had gotten the deer. So, you know, we walked over there. We got everything. Got the got the gun out of the blind. I got him out of the blind, and and I got the video camera off the tripod because I wanted to video everything, you know. And so we get over there where we were standing, going to try to have a little blood trailing lesson, but that wasn't going so well when he could look up there and you know see the deer laying 50, 80 yards in the woods. And um, so you're saying so he I, broke? What's you, that? You had him trying to heal and he broke. Yeah, yeah, I was trying. I was like, all right, buddy, let's get over here to where the shot was. Let's look at the blood and and all that. He's like, but dad, she's laying right there. I was like, all right, fair point. So. Uh, so we run over there and, you know, we go, we, we take pictures and it, it's all smiles. And, you know, he's, he's saying how awesome it is. And, you know, that that's probably something I'll never forget. And, um, and we actually get back, we, we load her up and, and we get back to the camp. And there was another hunter that was, that was hunting up there that weekend. Cause, uh, you know, they, they lease, I think it's eight farms total they lease. And, and then they have members in there that, that, um, you know, split up the lease with them. And uh, so he pulls up and, you know, the story starts rolling from Dawson then, telling him the whole story of what happened. And, you know, just listen to him, you know, tell somebody else, you know, I just put a smile on your face. And so we get the deer in the skin and shed. And then we had to we had to break out the blood on the face and, and, and get that <laughs> ritual, I guess you could say, out. And well, was that, Jeremy, was that his first deer? That was his first deer. Oh, yep, sure was. Okay. I thought he had got one last year, but okay. No, no, we didn't get one. We, like I said, we hunted a little bit last year at the house, and it was just one of those things to where, you know, I could go hunting, I'd see 10 deer. We'd go hunting, we wouldn't see anything. And uh, it just, it never worked out for us last year. But no, this was his, this was his very, very first shot at a deer. He had never even shot at a deer. And, and when I tell you, we practiced this, this, uh, this shooting this summer, and, We'd, we'd watch hunting shows. All right, buddy, you see exactly where he shot that deer. That's where we need to shoot ours at. And he, um, so he was asking, well, well, 
how'd I hit her? How'd I hit her? You know, was 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 headed back to the camp, and it's like, buddy, you hit her perfect. I mean, you she she. Well, did I hit her in the heart? We're like, well, I don't know about all that. Well, I thought it was a little bit further back for that, but sure enough, we cleaned her. We had to get the heart, look at it, and it was a heart shot. And uh, so he, that's what I told him, like, buddy, remember, you know, we practiced this. We know exactly where to hit it. It's paid off. And that was pretty cool for him to him to see the reaction of, you know, hey, I practiced it. I knew exactly what I needed to do. That's what I did. And, you know, it worked out. And so we got our dough out of the way, and then we wanted a buck. And we had a, we had a little dilemma. We could either hunt right there where we, where we did kill the doe. We had bucks come in that morning. Or we could go to another spot. And it was a toss-up. We had a good win for where we hunted and killed the doe. But you're taking a chance. You know, did we smell it up? Did we put a lot of scent in there? You know, there's a gunshot in the woods. Or do we go to another place where we hadn't hunted the whole weekend, but there was another hunter that bow hunted it a few days before, said there was a good buck come in there, just wasn't, wasn't the one he wanted to take. And it was actually hunting in a tobacco barn. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually that, so that, that ended up going. Freddie and I went out there about lunch and we took the ground blind down, got everything out of where we, where we had hunted, uh, that morning, the day before. And so we said, well, let's try the barn out. And I was like, man, this is going to be a little unique for me hunting out of a, hunting out of a barn. We got everything ready in hopes, you know, we're going to get a buck. So we get out there. And um, so the way the tobacco barns are is, you know, kind of a traditional barn. You got your, your center stall, I guess you can say. And then you got two on either side of it. And uh, so we, we, I was like, Freddie, how do we hunt out of this tobacco barn? He's like, well, and Freddie actually killed, I think it was a 152-inch 10-point out of that same barn last year. He said, oh, you just get in the back of it, crack the door open, and they're going to come out of the woods, edge of the field, you, sh- you shoot them. Like, All right. <laughs> sounds, sounds simple enough to me. All right. Uh, <laughs> can't so, say I've ever tried that one, but okay. No, no, me either. And um, so he had been he had been feeding right, right on the backside of this barn. It's a little, little open area that wasn't wasn't – actually part of the the uh the cut cornfield that we were hunting on the edge of the cut cornfield that this barn was in and then you had a you had the a same strip of of hardwoods kind of like it was another place we we're hunting but it was probably like a 30 yard by 30 yard square area that wasn't part of the field that's where he had been feeding them in we get uh i get in actually the middle stall and crack the door and set the camera up in and then uh then we set dawson up in the one next to it and crack the door so he could he could shoot through it. I sat over there with him, and and if we had a deer come out, I was going to slip around. You know, I'm pretty much walking inside of this barn and go over there and click the camera on and start recording. So it wasn't long. We had some does come out, start feeding, and that same that went went in there with us was was uh, Freddie's wife Elizabeth. She was going to bow hunt at a, at a stand back, is maybe a half a mile from us on the edge of the woods and so i'm texting her she's seeing anything she said, oh, i got a couple of does come through and i said yeah same here and she said well i got a buck see it coming and uh so maybe that's a good sign so we sit there and man when i tell you up close and personal i was as close to 
a live deer as I guess I've ever been. So doe started walking out, so I slipped over to the other stall, and I was sitting there recording, and I got it on film. You, you'll, you'll be able to see it when I show it to you, but there was a doe. I probably could have literally spit on her as close as she was to that tobacco barn, and we wasn't really worried about scent because you had enough cover scent with that tobacco, something yeah, there you used to. You ought to be covered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had all the cover scent we needed. I mean, that tobacco barn is full of, you know, tobacco and, and all the scent that goes with it. So we wasn't worried about scent. But as it started getting a little bit later, and even these barns are painted, painted black because they hold heat and they help dry that tobacco out even more. So it was dark up in there. And I was literally, I had a probably, I don't know, an 8 or 10-inch gap in the door of this barn. I had the camera tripod set right up in it. And I was sitting here filming this doe, and I could have literally spit on her. She never knew I was there. And I was—I was, thought it was pretty cool just sitting there filming that. And we had about nine does slip out of the woods, and there was about four deer right inside the woods that, that was moving around, and we never could. I'd slip over there. I'd ask Freddie, could he see what they were? He said no, and I couldn't either. And so we ended the hunt, you know, pretty much that way. We had a bunch of does come out and, and never seen the buck, and— so we, we walked back to the truck, and then Elizabeth, actually, she came up. She had, she had dropped us off on the golf cart. She'd come back on the golf cart, and so I said, well, how'd it go? And she's like, well, I should have got it done. I was like, what you mean? Well, they had a deer on camera they call Top Hat, and they name all their deer. It's something they always do. They have a name for them. When they get them on camera, they name them, and they named this one Top Hat. And once I seen the picture, I, I understood why. This deer, he was a seven-point good mature deer he had five on one side and nothing but a big crab claw i guess you can call it on one side he was probably a 13 inch wide spread but i bet you from the base of his horns to the top was 24 inches i mean he was a big heavy tall rack deer called him top hat and she said that she had him come out walk right up under her stand had him at 12 yards she drew back and had a good window to shoot through. He stopped just short of it, and there was a, a treetop in between there. She couldn't get a shot and said he needed to take about three more steps. She would have got him. He turned to the right, went dead away from her, oh. and and didn't get a shot. So she was she was pretty disgusted, but we um, we ended our trip there. We didn't, didn't get the buck, but, man, we had a great trip. Got our first deer and something I think we're going to be we're going to be looking forward to again. They got another youth um, a youth I think it's maybe a week actually. I, I hadn't looked at the season dates, but I think Freddie said maybe a week in like December. We may go up then, but Freddie said by then those deer run run pretty ragged. They've been through their rut and they they get they get hunted hard up there. And um, so we're going to see what, what things are looking like maybe as, uh, as another month goes by and see what the activity's like and see if it may be worth a trip up there. If it is, we'll, we'll go try our luck again and, and see what it is. But, man, it's a, it's a, it's a, it was a hunt that, you know, I'll never forget. I know Dawson, he probably won't either. Man, it was, it was a great time we had. Well, and it's awesome you were able to catch it on film too because now y'all can look back over it over the years and remember – yeah, I bet if you've already looked at some of it, you're like, well, I didn't remember that, or, you know, I didn't hear yeah. you say that. Uh, I, oh, I know yeah. some of the ones that I've done in the past, I've looked back and be like, man, I I didn't hear Cam singing turkey nugget, turkey nugget, turkey <laughs> nugget. Uh, 
I was too busy with what I was doing and missed what she had going on behind me until I watched the video again and was like, well, that's, <laughs> that was actually one of the best parts of the whole thing. Yeah, I got everything on film from, <laughs> you know, the first morning hunt to the, to the last evening hunt and pretty much everything in between. And, and I'm going to put everything together and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the, make it, make it all, I'm going to narrate some of it and talk through it and, and put it together and sure i'll put it up on our facebook page and well do this share it, with, share it with everybody else do this now you've told us all about the hunt you've told us about everything that went on but now what did y'all do in between hunts because you're up there you've got dawson up there with his great aunt and great uncle i'm sure the camp experience not only the ride up but the getting to hang out with them and spend more time with them at the camp i mean i'm sure y'all had all kind of neat things going on Oh, we did. We did. We we had to we had to look around the camp, see see what they do, see what see where they stay because they they're up there for. Um, they've been up there twice. They're going back this coming weekend. I think it's muzzleloader, and then they're there for the whole month of November. They stay for for the whole month because I, when I tell you they are deer hunters, they are deer hunters. And you know, Freddie Freddie owns his own taxidermy business, so he can. He's pretty flexible with his with his work, and, and Elizabeth is as well. But they're there the whole month of November hunting, and so you know we uh, we tried we we hunted enough to where we got back, we were able to eat lunch, and then you know we we'd look around the property and, and me actually one of the farmers that Freddie leases from, he's got a pretty good sized farming operation. We went up there to his farm, and we were able to look at the combines and look at the equipment. And, um, and and show Dawson all the all the farming equipment that they have up there, and we were able to, to do some exploring. But we we made time so we could get back and, and let him get, take him a nap, get rested up, so we could we could go back for the for the evening hunts. And then you know once we got back from that, we uh, we were able to squeeze in a little bit of LSU and Florida game and and watch some of that. And then you know try to try to get in bed as quick as we could because we knew it was going to be a be early morning starting so wasn't a whole lot we did other than just explore the explore the territory up there and seeing see what the well but he got to get some more experiences i guess you could say yeah he got to scout the property a little bit and he got to hear y'all talk about wind and maybe learn to pick up a little bit here and there on that i mean it's all a it's all a learning experience to him i mean I know every time I take my kids or take other kids I spend more time explaining what I'm doing than I actually do doing it yeah, why, why yeah. are we sitting here? Why are we not over there? Why Why are you doing that? Why did you, you know, it's it's always a, and then it seems like on the way home, you know, well, well Daddy yeah. and Mr. Jake, what, you know, what, how did we get successful or, you know, why why did we not see anything? We, uh, yeah, then a couple more, I think I was, I was almost like Dawson in a few ways when it come to asking some of the questions because I was like, Freddie, y'all, uh, Y'all ever seen any ducks up here? Should have asked him about turkeys. He knew exactly. He knew exactly what was on my mind. Yeah, you should ask him uh, about turkeys. (laughs) Kentucky's a wonderful turkey state. I did. I did see was going through some trail camera pictures, and Jake, I honestly lost count, but I'm gonna say it was about 50 birds in one picture. And I said, "Y'all, y'all do any turkey hunting?" Freddie said, "Those things are pests." I said, "I know a good pest control option." But they actually do have some ducks up there. I, 
they had actually in one fields right behind where we where we got our first three hunts in they call it the double pond it's two two old ponds right in the middle of of a little small block of woods maybe a 10 acre block of woods and there's two ponds in there and he said he has seen mallards filling things up and you know i'm i'm like all right i'm done duck i'm done deer hunting let's talk about this a little bit more <laughs> but uh no man we had we had a great time and it was it was something i wouldn't would trade the world for and i'm gonna get a i'm gonna get to have that pretty much that same experience again with the with the little one we've already talked about you know when he's gonna be ready and so i think probably i don't know if it's gonna be next year maybe another year he's four right now so we may can get him up there next year but i get to experience it all over again with this first deer something i'm looking forward to again man there's nothing like it if you can take a child hunting and go spend time in the woods with them hunting fishing whatever it is go spend time with them there's nothing in this world like it uh not in my opinion but hey i'll i'll tell you a funny story real quick you had mentioned earlier that you and dawson had had really worked on you know shooting and making sure you were familiar with your firearm and and knowing where to hit and why you were aiming at that spot and when Cameron was seven, I think she was seven, we went on, we had gone on a deer hunt or two, hadn't had any luck. Well, a good friend of mine, Mr. Jaybirds, what the kids call him, uh, he had told us we could come hunt his place. Well, they wanted to go hunt Jaybird's place. Jaybird has a baby in his belly. He's, <laughs> he's an older gentleman with a big old belly, and he, he convinced him on a dove hunt several I think maybe a couple months before that he had a baby in his belly. Well, they wanted to go see the baby and they wanted to go hunt at Jaybirds. <laughs> so we head over to Jaybirds. Well, they go and they rub on his belly and pat it and, you know, ask him when the baby's going to be born. And he shows us where the stand is and we get up in there and we hadn't been up there 30 minutes. And I look behind us and we're in a huge box stand, like a six by six, six by seven box stand carpet on the floor little rolly chairs and i'm like this is the way to hunt i've been doing it wrong all these years (laughs) we get sitting there and i'm looking around and i look behind us and i'm like cam there's a six point behind us well we get to we get her shifted around and she's on it i had not bought one of the eye scopes at that time so it was it was me trusting her to be on it well, we had shot enough targets and we had played with enough things that, you know, I felt comfortable that she, she normally hit right where she was aiming at. And I said, well, he's, he's 40 yards. She ought to have this. Well, she gets on him and I, I said, are you on him, baby? I'm, I'm on him, daddy. Well, I hear that safety click. Well, when she shoots, he wheels around and takes off. And I said, Cameron, what were you aiming at? I said, you didn't hit him. Yeah, daddy. I, I, I shot right where I was aiming. I said, well, Baby, you didn't hit him. Where were you aiming at? She said, you know that white spot on his neck, Daddy? That's where I was aiming at. The white spot on his <laughs> neck. She aimed at that white patch right up underneath his jawbone. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you Why would you aim there? She said, well, I could see it through the scope good, Daddy. <laughs> okay, so I had to break my phone out, find a picture of a deer, and then we had to go back through it again. You know, we want to shoot right here. We want to put it right here on this, you know, in this location. Okay, Daddy. Okay. That's where I messed up. All right. We're <laughs> we're good. So we've still got an hour for dark. 
finally an old doe comes walking out by herself and you know we didn't want one that had a baby with it so we finally found one that was by herself and it's about 70 yards and she's she's back up got her gun back up and she's just standing up with the gun propped up on the window and she said daddy i'm i'm on her i said you're sure you're on her i'm on her daddy i said well hold on let daddy get his gun out we're going we're going to definitely make sure this one hits the ground daddy i'm on her i said okay well when you're comfortable shoot i mean if you know if we'll find her or either we won't you know i mean we'll either you'll miss her or you'll hit her but we'll We'll call mm-hmm. the blood. We'll call Big Jeff and him and get the dogs over here. We'll find her. That's not a problem. She gets set, clicks safety off, and she shoots. Deer takes off running. I'm saying, like Cameron, where did you aim at this time, baby, Daddy? I aimed right where you told me to. Okay, I mean at 300 blackouts, a pretty good little round, and at 70 yeah. yards, I'm thinking, well, if you hit right where you were supposed to, it shouldn't have gone far. So we get down, we look, we're easing around, and deer hadn't gone 20 yards and fell over just inside the woods. And, yeah, it was that, you know, high-fiving, you know, chest bumping up in the air, <laughs> excited. But when she shot the first time at the white spot on its neck, I'm like, have I done, any, have I done any good in all the teaching that I've been doing? I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure I have uh, – but I'll tell you another quick one on her. We were, we were on a hunt several, I guess the next winter, and she was with my father-in-law, and they had a, a big animal come out, and she shoots it, and he said before he could get, he, he said he had his scope on it, and he was going to put a round in it just to make sure it didn't run off because where they were hunting was a really rough place. We really didn't want to have to trail anything off in it, and he said, Jacob, she put two rounds in that animal before I got a shot off. <laughs> she put one right in his shoulder and one in his neck. And I said, well, she's learning. We're going to get there eventually. He's like, there no, I, I think she's ahead of me now. Like, well, we'll see. She'll probably miss the next one now that she's she used two good rounds on that one. Well, I'll tell you something else. While we were, we were shooting this summer, I mean, you know, we were shooting when it was hot, so we didn't have no jackets or coats or – bibs or nothing like that on and we would shoot i don't know three or four times and then eddie my shoulder hurts a little bit and so i well, well we're gonna make him you know shoot a whole box of bullets at one time and you know we'd break the gun back out a week or so later and this thing's gonna kick pretty good i'm like baby whenever we get out there looking at that deer you're not gonna think about that oh i'm gonna I'm, i think i'm gonna remember it well we shot the deer and i said dawson that gun kick i don't even know no, sir. I said, "What?" I said, "Was it loud?" I didn't even hear it. I said, "There you go." <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, that's awesome. I'm glad y'all had a great trip. It was. Uh, I know it's something yeah, you've been man. looking forward to, and he's been looking forward good. to, and Mr. Freddie and them, and and we've talked about it. Now we're going to try to have Mr. Freddie and them on the show here for too long, too, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably going to be after deer season because man, they're they're so busy up there, and like I said, they're up there for the whole month of November, and so probably once deer season is over with, he'll be able to give us a good recap of deer season, and you know, I think that may turn into a probably a one or a uh, couple of episodes type series because man I, he, he can go through a lot of his management practices they've used up there over the year like i said he's been up there for 20 years and he he knows what works for there and and um 
man, it's going to, I think that would be good. He's, I think he'd be willing to do it with us. And I think it would be a lot of good come out of it. And, and his wife also, Elizabeth, you know, it's, she's, uh, she's an avid hunter. She's killed some really good deer up there and pretty much a lot of their kills are, are with a bow, her included. And, um, there's some good people and, and man, they, they're, they're some avid deer hunters. Hey, well, look, before we, uh, before we run out of time here, uh, let me tell you what I had going on last, not this past weekend, but weekend before last. We had the opportunity to go to Memphis to work with a group of kids with different abilities, I guess is the proper way of saying it. Uh, yeah, I remember you telling me about that trip y'all went on. Yeah, we posted some pictures. I just want to tell a little bit about it. And and the lady, Miss Emily, we're going to try to get her on here in the next couple of weeks and let her tell more about her organization. But the name of the organization was Camp Able, And – a guy had posted a thing on Facebook looking for some help, and I reached out to him and said, hey, man, look, you know, if you can't find any help, I can probably get some folks to do it. And he took me up on it and uh, wound up. The event was in Memphis, uh, and it wound mm-hmm. up at St. Columbia, which is a church-owned piece of property up there where they have all kind of, you know, you can they've got different rope things where you can do – zip lines you can do big swings you can do like a rock climbing wall you can do a i think they called it the leap of faith where they have you strapped up and you just jump off this huge platform 30 foot in the air and you better you got faith that the fella down there below you's gonna you know hold the rope tighter you don't you're gonna smack the ground but they had eight children up there from from different locations around the state uh Mississippi and Tennessee right there in Memphis and uh they they brought them in to let them have a a weekend just of them getting to be out and be a little more active outside uh we went up to actually help with the bow shooting part of it they had uh Avery Outdoors up there from Memphis was generous enough to donate some equipment and let them let them have some bows and arrows and we borrowed some targets here from the local 4-H and went up and man, they had a they had a great setup. I mean, those, those kids, the smiles on their faces, man, it was it was well worth it. Uh, Scotty Dunham, you know, a buddy of ours who now lives up in that area, yeah. Scotty right. had you know said he would be willing to help, and it turned out I think the place was like four minutes from his office. I mean, it oh wasn't, wow. When I sent him the pen and said, man, this is where we're going to be, he's like, look, dude, that's right next door. I didn't even know that was there. Because, I mean, you're in you're in Memphis, and all of a sudden there's this big block of woods that has – I mean, there was a little lake there with a big slide. They had canoeing and kayaking. They had uh, they had the zip line, the swings, the, the rope things. They had a, a big outdoor amphitheater-type thing where the hill church services are – there was actually a Boy Scout thing going on while we were there. I mean, it was just a really neat setup, really nice organization. They, uh, the kids got to spend a night. Uh, I know one of the kids, you know, he told me or, or told one of the other counselors that this was the first time he had ever got to spend a night with his friends. Or, uh, I think oh, one, man, of them, awesome. one of them even said it was the first time he'd ever had breakfast with his buddies. So, I mean, it That's was pretty cool. It, it was a really awesome experience. Uh, my yeah. wife and I and, you know, our running buddy Hayden, he wound up going with us. And I think he had just as much fun. 
I know I did. I mean, I look, I climbed on the rock wall and got to play on a few <laughs> of the things and threw football and played basketball and shot bows with them. And I went down the slide with them. The several of the counselors, you know, were all there and everybody was, you know, taking care of the kids. We, they had a, like a church service that night right there around the fire and got to got to do some different things with the kids and ask them, you know, hey, what would you like for your next adventure to be? And, man, just hearing their thoughts, you know, they, they wanted to go on a scuba diving trip or they wanted to, you know, have a <laughs> Nintendo day. I mean, it was just different things on yeah. – some of those kids are really, really talented. Uh, one of the young children, guys that was there – they said he plays a piano just phenomenally. Uh, he put a 500-piece puzzle together in less than 30 minutes. Oh, gosh, it'd take me a year. Well, we kind of had a little study going on because Hayden had spent probably 20 minutes, and Hayden's a pretty sharp little kid, but he had put together a piece that was maybe 5 inches by 5 inches in 20 minutes. And the other young guy who was just a year or two older, he had put the complete puzzle together in 30 minutes. And Hayden said he didn't think he would have more than just another piece or two in in another 10 minutes. He wasn't uh Wow. So, no, it was a it was an awesome experience. Uh, Is that an annual deal they do? or They how, do how that often? They do that all over the country. Uh, okay, okay. There's some down in New Orleans. They do them down on the Gulf Coast. Uh, the Miss Emily, the the lady that we actually got up and coordinated with, she's actually from Jackson. Okay. So they do them in Memphis. They do one around Vicksburg. Uh, and I told her, you know, I mean, they now have all of our information and told them, you know, you know, let us yeah. know any time that they're going to do something, we'll be we'll be more than happy to to help and help them spread the word about it because, man, what they're doing is it's really yeah. cool. I mean, a lot of those. A lot of different organizations do a lot of really great things with kids, and this is one that I, I really thoroughly enjoyed and, and hope we get to do again. Yeah, no doubt, man. That's that's a great deal. That that's that's a lot of it's a lot of hard work goes into something like that, and you got to be dedicated to it. And man, those are special people that can, you know, go through the work, organize that event, and you know, you're not getting paid for anything like that. So it's a lot of a lot of respect goes out to people like that. Well, man, look, that is, I have thoroughly enjoyed the visit. Do we have time to, for you to touch on what you got going on, what you got coming up, where you headed? Not really. I think we're going to have right. to end it out right about here. But, yeah, I've got a cool trip coming up. Uh, leave here, headed to North Dakota pretty soon. So uh, maybe next show we'll, uh, we'll touch on it okay. pretty good. I, I'm going to be willing to bet with the crowd I'm going with there should be a pretty good story come out of it. It ought to be an entertaining adventure for sure. But, man, look, it's uh, it's been great, and then we hope everybody has enjoyed it. God bless, and thank you all. Well, ain't nothing like a southern air. Lord, to make you feel all right, I got the windows down. I got the radio on